Hi there. This video that I'm going to do today, I'm doing for Sister Donna of the Servant of God channel. And uh, she has recently mentioned in one of her videos how her brother in 1998, Brother Preston, um, told her that all the dreams and visions that she's been having, that Father would be sending somebody to her that will be the interpreter of her dreams. And, um, you know, she since then has been on the lookout for this person. And there has been people, he told her that there will be a person that will be um, just as she is. And, um, you know, since then she has been on the lookout for this particular person. And she mentions that there's been a few that she thought was just like her, but it's turned um, against her and obviously uh, uh, said some things against her and hurt her in the process. So she was very careful and not easily swayed by anything else, just waiting on Father to reveal to her who that person is. And so um, she mentioned Stacy on her channel, that is a very good friend of mine, that sent one of her videos to me and asked me maybe I can interpret the dream. And that's basically how Donna and I uh, came together. Um, I've already done an interpretation of one of her dreams. And so what Father has done in the meanwhile is that he's confirmed to both of us that I am that person that he has prepared to um, interpret her dreams. So before I go on, I just want to speak about the gift of interpretation. You, um, you know, it's been years now that people have come to me and asked me for interpretation of their dreams. The word says that um, our gift will make a way for us and it will bring us before great men. Um, so the gifts that he gave us is in order to serve great men and it's in order to serve his people the body it's never for us and undoubtedly i can say that i am tremendously blessed by the gift but it is from the father of light all good gifts come from the father of light in whom there is no shadow of turning so he gets all the glory so with that i want to just talk quickly about the gift of interpretation of dreams um, what i want to say is that joseph told Pharaoh, the interpretation is not of me, but it is of God. What that means basically is that without the gift, the best that Joseph could do is guess. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. But when it comes to a gift of interpretation, there is, uh, the, it's a gift of the spirit, which means that you are subject to the spirit in this gift. There's no guessing involved. You uh, read or hear somebody's dream or vision and there is an understanding, a general overview um, or summary knowing exactly what this dream is about without going into the detail. So there's this macro impression before you go to the micro, which is the detail. You do not get lost in the detail. And a lot of people get lost in the detail when they try and figure out what does a dream mean. So um, when I, somebody tells me about a dream and Father gives me the interpretation, I know what the dream is about. I do not question it. Um, I don't use words like maybe, um, this could be this, or those kind of things. There's no guessing involved. It's the spirit that is doing the interpretation. So um, 
that's why I want to admonish everybody, please stay away from dream interpretation books, because in one book, yellow or blue means this, another book it means something else. In one book, an angel or a snake means this, in another book it means this and this. All it does is breeds confusion. That is not the gift of interpretation. That is man leaning on their own understanding. So stay away from that. We are called to walk by the Spirit and follow the Spirit and having an ear, a learned ear, to be able to hear His voice. We are to be fully dependent upon the Spirit, not on books, not on people's opinions. He guides us and the Word of God is our plumb line. So you will find that I often, in dream interpretation, um, I will uh, mention scripture. Um, sometimes Father guides me. Otherwise, I will listen to a dream and the Spirit will say specific words to me that um, gives me an understanding where this is going to. And it's not necessarily in scripture. It will be an idiom or something in that line that gives me um, kind of steers the understanding or the interpretation of the dream. So um, this morning I woke up at 3.27 and as I was waking up I was thinking of this video that I need to make for Donna that I feel led in my heart to make and um, <clears throat> I was thinking of you know just mentioning the fact that sometimes Father shows I, I will stop at something and there I don't understand what he is showing me there. There's always a, a great understanding of the overall, but sometimes there, there will just be that one little one I'm thinking, okay now, because I never want to assume or think that, no, this must mean this. Just because something means, a door means something in one dream, doesn't mean it means the same thing in another dream. There's always context involved. So sometimes I will stop at something and I will then have to do research about it. I'll have to go and figure it out and just ask him, okay, show me how does this apply to the dream and does this hold true to, to the context and the overall message. Um, and absolutely guided by the Spirit, even in my research. And um, to a degree, that was the case of, um, of this dream that I will give the interpretation of. So I woke up at 3.27 and I, I looked up um, Strong's G327 and it means to seek carefully, search for, properly search up and down, thoroughly investigate, not easily put off, convey persistent seeking because driven by the felt need of the seeker. Now I must tell you, when somebody tells me a dream and I know what this dream is about, but there's still some detail that I need to figure out and see where Father is going with it. Uh, it's, uh, let's just say, I'm felt by a driven need <laughs> to figure it out. I'm so blessed always by what Father shows. So um, this particular G327 also comes from the word Zeteo, and it means resolution, getting to the bottom of a matter. So that's very much me when it comes to dream interpretation and what Father wants to show. So, um the word of God says that it is the glory of God to conceal a thing and the honor of kings to search it out. So it is indeed an honor. So the dream that I'm going to interpret, um, of that Father has given me the interpretation of, of, of Donna, is called the one about the red dust. So some of you that is on uh, subscribed to her channel may remember this, but I'm going to read it in the first person again, um, her dream, so that we have context of it. 
So the vision, sorry, it's a vision. I'm walking on red dust. I see a man. He tells me he is an apostle too. He has on brown a brown robe and it covers his head as well. He has a rope around his waist. I notice his sandals that are tied three times around the ankles. He has red dust on his feet. He is holding a book. He tells me, I see the word of God is with you. Then a second man comes that looks the same. He too has a brown robe on covering his head and I pay attention to his sandals that are tied three times around his ankles. He too has red dust on his feet and a book. Then a third man comes. He also has a brown robe on and it's covering his head, but I do not see his face. He too has sandals wrapped three times around his ankles, but there's no red dust on his feet. And he has a book. And he says, Hello Donna, you have the word of God with you. He opens the book and a beam of light reaches up to heaven. This is a blinding light and I turn away from it. No, Donna, do not turn from the light. Look into the light. The light is consuming and I feel peace. He says, Donna, do not turn away from the light, but turn, do not turn to the right or the left, but stay on the road that you are on that will lead you to the kingdom of heaven. He walks past me. I then see a church. The church is abandoned with the windows broken. It is falling apart. I go inside and there's just glass everywhere. I see the word of God on a table and it's covered with red dust and cobwebs. I brush the dust and the cobwebs off and I kiss the word because it is the word of God. I see glass that still remained. It is a picture of a shepherd and his sheep. I then notice something on the wall. It is an image. What is it? I just have to know. I see it is a body of a man with the head of a ram. I know it is a ram. There is something written on his forehead. I pick it up. I pick up a piece of glass and I start scraping the black sud off. His head is of gold. And suddenly he opens his eyes and he says, Thank you, Donna, for loosing me. And I say, In the name of Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior lives, I will never lose anything as you. And that is the end of a vision. So here is the interpretation. I first give her a summary. This vision is about walking in the light of the Word of God. But particularly as a disciple, the way sheep follow the shepherd, whose voice, the word, they know. The contrast of that is shown in the abandoned, broken down church, where now the image of the beast has taken control after they have abandoned the word of God. So that is the overall, the macro picture. Now I go into detail. To understand the red dust and the two men that appeared unto you, we have to understand the Jewish custom of following one's rabbi or teacher. I knew what the two men were about when you spoke about the red dust and the rope, because I previously heard that this was the custom with regard to following a rabbi. Had I not known this, I doubt I would have shown the me been shown the meaning of your vision. 
So Father provided in that even beforehand, because I've never had to use this information. So there is an idiom in Judaism that says, follow the rabbi and drink in his words and be covered with the dust of his feet. The idiom was to denote the fervor and passion a disciple have to have towards his rabbi. Following 24 hours wheresoever he went. They know his voice because they are ever with him, like the sheep of John 10. We know that the word Adam means red dust, and so this points to our humanity and frailty of being dust. Man who did not have dust on his feet is Yeshua. Even though he came as a man, there was no dust to be found because of the timing. And I tell her, I will elaborate on this later. One has to be very close in order to have the dust of the rabbi you are following to come on your feet, literally on his heels. The custom at that time was that a student would approach a rabbi and then ask if they could follow him and become his disciple. So they go to the rabbi and ask, may I follow you? May I be your disciple? The rabbi would then decide if the student would be able to handle this kind of training. And if so, he would say to his disciple, follow me. You, Donna, have received that call. And this is why the man in the brown robe told you that he too is an apostle. He was saying that the word is with you too, meaning that you are one of them. One who is an apostle has gone from being a disciple to one who makes disciples, just as his rabbi. The aim of the disciple walking so close to their, to their rabbi was not solely for understanding scripture alone, but their main purpose was to be like their rabbi. This was their main focus, and they paid careful attention to everything he did. You always find the disciples following Yeshua, no matter where he went. The difference that Yeshua made is that he did not have disciples coming to him, asking if they could follow him, but he rather went to them, as was the case with Peter, whilst fishing, and said, Come and follow me, and I will make you a fisher of men. They knew exactly what this meant because they were a close-knit fishing community and understood that he was asking them to be his disciples. This is why Yeshua tells the disciples in John 15, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. The robes around them are said to have been tied around them to the rabbi as well. This is what I've heard before, but could not find any articles confirming this. However, even so, this points to an umbilical cord attached to him, who is their source, their bread of heaven, the word, the light in which they walk. The brown robes speak of humility, and the fact that it covers their head speaks of humility of mind, having the mind of Christ. They look exactly like him in your vision, pointing to the fact that they've become as their rabbi by walking close with him. The sandals also talk about walking in humility and the straps tied three times around the ankles speak of being upheld by the word of God. Now our ankles are quite weak. Three is the number of completion, but this also speaks of being one with the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit in their walk. 
They are abiding in him, which is to walk in the spirit, being one with the Father and the Son. This is mentioned in John 15 and John 17, the very chapter where he tells them that they have not chosen him, but that he has chosen them. The focus of what the third man says, Yeshua, is that of looking into the word that we know is the light unto our path, and the entrance of his word brings light and understanding to the simple. So he does not want you to be sidetracked. Do not look to the right or the left is a reference to Proverbs 4. Let's go to Proverbs 4, verse 25 to 27. Let then thine eyes look right on, and let not thy eyelids look straight, and let thy eyelids look straight before thee. So look straight. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. In other words, walk in your lane. Turn not to the right hand, nor the left. Remove thy foot from evil. The difference between Yeshua and the other two men is that he did not have red dust on his feet. This is because the two men are the two men on the road of Emmaus to whom he appeared having been risen from the dead. This is why he doesn't have dust on his feet. We read about how he opened the understanding of the word to them on this road. The great rabbi once again coming alongside the disciples he chooses and expounding on the word. They are also a reference to the workers that will have understanding of the word being sent out two by two. This is per Luke 10 where Yeshua appointed 70 and sent them out two and two before his face into every city and place whether he himself would come. The word apostolos, meaning sent one. So the two men told her they were apostles. So let's read the account of these two chosen men in Luke 24 from verse 13. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem and threescore furlongs. And they talked together all of these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were hidden that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as you walk and are sad? And the one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem? And hast thou not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. And now the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death, and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel, and beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it even so as the woman had said. But him they saw not. 
Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things, and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, now he's opening the word of God to them, the rabbi is speaking to his disciples, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village, whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. So what happens? He's making as if he's going further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us. We want to be your disciples. For it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and brake and gave to them. The bread of heaven is breaking bread with them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him. And he vanished out of their sight. And they said to one another, Listen to the disciples, the disposition of a disciple that I spoke of earlier. Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? I write here, note how their heart burned within them. Once again, pointing to the fervor and passion a student is to have towards his rabbi if he is to follow him and become like him. A disciple is much more than someone that said a prayer on a particular day and says that I believe in Jesus. A disciple becomes like him and actively pursues him following wheresoever he goes. Now we come to the church scene of your vision. This is the state of the church during the tribulation. Consider the fact that Yeshua is risen and that he has chosen his 70 and have taught them as their rabbi and they are going out two and two in every city. The church, in stark contrast to them, has forsaken the word of God, both the written and he who have came in the flesh. The church is in an abandoned state with glass everywhere. The glass or windows point to discernment. And the moment you forsake the word of God, you can no longer discern and will be broken in. So glasses or windows are like the eyes of a house. You look in and out um, through the windows. So it speaks of discernment, the ability to see. So they are, the glass are broken, the discernment, there's no more discernment because they've forsaken the word of God. The glass where a shepherd and his sheep can be seen is a distant memory of that which was. The word of God with the red dust and cobwebs speak of the neglect of the word, but also being covered in the red dust speaks of leaning on their own understanding, because remember red dust, Adam means man and it is red dust. So it's leaning on their own understanding when it comes to the word. So the word of God was covered in that red dust and cobwebs, which means they haven't opened it. They are not taught by the shepherd, but are given over to hirelings that have come through another door, possibly the windows. The thief that murders, steals and lies. Now in contrast to the shepherd there is an image pointing to the image of the beast in the temple of God. 
we are the temple of God. So it points to the worship of the beast that results in the broken down state of the church who can no longer discern. You use glass, in other words discernment, pointing to the windows of the eyes of discernment, to expose the ram. Isaac was saved by the provision of a ram, and so it stands to reason that this ram is indeed the counterfeit ram, or the beast they will worship. His head is gold, which speaks of the authority he has been given by this time, head meaning authority as well. He knows who you are, and true to his nature, lies to you and thanks you for losing him. He is the father of lies that will deceive many to follow him. He is the false Messiah. In conclusion, your dream is divided into two sections. Those chosen who abide in him and will be his apostles to make disciples versus the broken down state of the church that follows the hireling, the false shepherd or false rabbi, showing you what is to come and that you are a chosen one by him. He knows your name. So that is the end of that interpretation. There will be more videos that I will make for Donna. I pray that you are blessed by it. The purpose for the interpretation is both for understanding um, what her dreams and visions are about. Father shows her as well. I'm not the be all and end all. Um, and the other thing as well is, is also to understand that the timing of the release is related to Father saying that this time is coming we are close so you need to pay attention as in the case with daniel daniel was shown visions and the word says that it was sealed up for a time so for a time donna's visions and dreams certain of her visions and dreams have been sealed up and now the time is here for the revealing of it i give him all the glory all the honor all the praise for um, using me to minister to his body, to minister to Donna in this. She's very precious to me. And um, just the mere fact that he could use dust like me or a donkey like me. So I just praise him for that and um, so blessed by it. Um, and thank you for the honor and for listening to this and taking it prayerfully in and also observing as these things start happening. Amen.